sixth episode of Ladies First. I'm your host Abhishek Meena, and today we're going to cover match day five of the AFC Women's Asian Cup 2022 and the women's singles event of the Australian Open. Let's look at the Asian Cup first. Only one match, Chinese Taipei versus Iran, took place after China versus India was cancelled following the COVID-forced withdrawal of the hosts. It was a crucial fixture for both Chinese Taipei and Iran, as their qualification to the next round depended on it. Chinese Taipei registered a 5-0 win over Iran to advance to the quarterfinals. Lily Chin scored a hat trick, and Chen Yenping and Wang Xianghui scored a goal each as Taipei's precision bore fruit at the Dewey Patel Stadium in Navi Mumbai. Iran had a couple of chances in the match through Malika Motawalli and Afsana Chatranur but could not make them count. Chinese Taipei used through balls and crosses to good effect to put Iran under pressure. Taipei players did well to execute combination play which allowed one to draw defenders and the other to go through and try and find the back of the net. Iran missed Negin Zandi and Sana Sadevi who are out with covid. as they lacked creativity and were unable to create pressure Taipei led 3-0 at half time in the second half Iran conceded a penalty Su Yusan ran up with the ball and close to the box she changed directions and cut inside Motawalli brought her down to give away the penalty Lai sent Kudai the wrong way to increase her team's lead Taipei wrapped up the victory when substitute Xiang Hui got to the end of Yusan's through ball to slot the ball home while the day saw only one match on the field there was one off the field as well indian women's team head coach thomas denby sat in a press conference today and detailed the teams and aiff's version of events leading to their exit denby in his statement blamed the afc for the covid cases in his team and said the confederation's handling of the bio bubble was unprofessional as described by him india did not have a single covid case during 6 months of them training and traveling to various countries for matches india arrived in mumbai on the 13th after giving their initial samples for test they went to their single occupancy rooms all of them tested negative and he described the girls as so careful that they wouldn't step out of their rooms except for practice. Denby said the first positive cases in the team came on 16th and their first thought was this obviously came from someone within the bubble. One player, the physio and the strength and conditioning coach were the first three to test positive. The latter two were in close contact with the hotel staff for setting up the gym. The coach said According to a January 18 report, 7 members of the hotel staff tested positive for COVID, but AFC did not share the results till a whole day later on 19th. He said, and I quote, AFC should have called the hotel directly and asked the positive cases to leave immediately and have no contact with the players whatsoever, but they did not. This was a big mistake. No test for the hotel staff done between the 11th and 17th what we know anyway 
I think there was an unprofessional way to handle it in an AFC bubble, a championship, a World Cup qualification. Tenebi revealed that on the morning of the match against Chinese Taipei, India had only 11 players available as two players had fractures and were in a cast and all the others had tested positive. The Indian team relayed that information to AFC, but according to Denebi, seven and a half hours before the match, the tournament director told India that it was the team's choice. They can field the team by bringing the available 11 and the two injured players. Denebi said, and I quote, we couldn't have disrespected the injured players by bringing them to the stadium in a wheelchair. By 5.30 p.m., two more players had tested positive and India only had nine available players. Denebi said that AFC knew long before that the match could not go ahead and questioned why they had to delay the announcement so much and make it painful for the team. Denebi said he was hurt by AFC's lack of intent to finding solutions and having an open dialogue. As of now, 19 players and 6 staff members of the Indian team are COVID positive and in quarantine. While Denebi shifted the blame to AFC, Article 5.1.1 of the Special Rules clearly state that the responsibility of implementing COVID protocols and coordinating around tests come under the purview of the host organization. AFC, in their statement, only said that they have successfully conducted major tournaments in Asia during COVID times and will continue to focus on delivering the Women's Asian Cup. shift our focus to the Australian Open, where the women's singles quarterfinals completed on January 26th. The first semi-final on 27th January will see world number one Australian Ashley Barty take on US Open runner-up Madison Keys, and the second semi-final will be between 2020 French Open winner Iga Schwantek and American Daniel Collins. Keys beat Barbara Krejcikova in straight sets in their quarterfinal as the latter was never able to find her range. While Krejcikova was visibly suffering in the sweltering heat of Melbourne, Keyes felt right at home, which she later attributed to having grown in the stifling heat of Florida. Keyes never faltered throughout the course of the match, while Krejcikova struggled to find her coat and sprayed balls all around. In an hour and 25 minutes, Keyes won the match. Local Hope Barty was aggressive on her forehand and never looked in trouble, while her quarterfinal opponent Jessica Pegula was never able to get going as the Australian smoked her away in just 63 minutes. Barty is looking to become the first Australian women's singles player to win a major on home soil in 43 years. Collins had a fighting first set against Elise Cornett in the quarterfinal, but ran through the second to get a 7-5-6-0 win. Collins will make her top 20 debut next week at the back of this result. Collins' game plan was simple, dictate from the baseline and send venomous crown strokes. While Cornet retrieved well in the first set, she was unable to face the heat in the second and relented. 
Shwantek came from behind to beat Ganepi 4-6-7-6-6-3 to make her first semis in Melbourne. It was a match full of errors. While Shwantek could not find her range in the first set, Ganepi fell through when it mattered the most in the third. Shwantek served a career-high 12 double faults and both women made a combined 112 unforced errors against 66 winners. The Polish, though, played clutch tennis towards the end to survive the test. That's it from me, your host Abrish Meena, in the sixth episode of Ladies First. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and follow this space for more on the Asian Cup and other women's sports. Thank you. Thank you.